Studio 202 at Tony G Studios, set to kick off episode number 14 of season 5 of the Tony G Show. We have one more episode left. Kind of crazy. Uh, that's Will McCormick. I'm Tony G on the Tony G Show here. One episode left of season 5. After this one, of course. So two if you're counting this one. One after this one. It's next Tuesday, our Thanksgiving episode with Jason Fonder, of course. And we look forward to that to that interview. We've been planning that one for a while. You know, we have him once a semester. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, getting him on the show is almost habitual for us. He's always great about it. He's always open to coming on the show, discussing whatever, really. I mean, I ask him what he wants to discuss, if there's any takes he wants to get off his chest, any... Anyway, he wants me to play the content of the episode in particular, and he's never he's never picky. Have me on, give me a sport, and we'll talk it. He's always he's always great like that. So we look forward to that Tuesday for our Thanksgiving episode. Again, the conclusion of season five of the Tony G Show. Again, this is episode eighty six of the Tony G Show on the way to one hundred. We're gonna end season five at eighty seven episodes. That means the thirteenth episode in season six will be episode number one hundred. Pretty crazy. 100 episodes we already got some plans in the works we we kind of we have a list a hierarchy of people we're going to reach out to see if we can get some guests on the show see if we can extend it to a two-hour special instead of one we've done that before so stay tuned on all the news regarding our 100th episode again coming in season six we look forward to that when we get back in february as for this episode a big show today we're going to be sort of wrapping up the season. I mean, we're, we're going to be wrapping up the Tony G Show. Mm-hmm. We're going to preview the NFL when the Tony G Show returns in February. The week we come back, the week classes resume for the fall, or excuse me, the spring semester at St. Norbert College, the week after, or the Sunday after that week, will be the Super Bowl. So maybe we'll get back in time, get the Tony G Show planned out in a way that we can get a Super Bowl special going or, or something. I mean, it should be around that time. But uh, we don't have that figured out just yet. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the NFL. We're gonna give you who we think is gonna win the division. We're gonna preview the division winners. Maybe even preview the Super Bowl matchup. Who we think it's gonna be. Who we think is gonna win. All that fun stuff in uh, segment number one. Beyond that, in segment number one, we're gonna elaborate on. I mean, other sports. By the time we come back in season six, the NBA uh, just had their draft last night. We kind of know who is set in stone rosters around the league, and they're set to begin their season December 22nd. A little delay because of the coronavirus. College football is, I mean, still going. I wouldn't say going strong. It's still going, but uh, strong is not an adjective I would use for it. And then college basketball is starting uh, November 25th, just after Season 5 of the Tony G Show wraps up, so we're going to preview that a little bit, I suppose. Uh, It's going to be a good episode. That's going to be all Segment 1. Then about the halfway point, we're going to switch over to talking the Milwaukee Bucks after the moves they've made and what it says about their urgency to win now and to win with Giannis while his contract is expiring over in Milwaukee. We'll take a look at some of their draft picks, some of their trades they made and then didn't make, a trade that fell through. Uh, interesting Bucks talk coming at the halfway point. And then, well, a very sad Tony G picks of the week. It'll be the last one of season five. It'll be the last one until season seven. You gotta, I mean, we, you gotta end off strong. I, I know. I'm sixteen and fourteen now. A week like I've had the last two weeks. I'm I'm two and three in my last ten picks. If I if I do two and three again this week, I'll be under five hundred for the right. season. I cannot 
have that. The goal is three wins in Tony G's picks of the week, and I like them. I got them right here, and I, li- I like them. Stay Would that be your first that. time under 500 ending the season? Yes. Sad. Yeah, but you better do Remember well. last season, I or last season, season three, I, I pulled it out narrowly. You did. Narrowly. I, I had a comeback moment in the last final two weeks. But remember season one, I was on a hot track. I was like 18-0 yeah. and 0 to start the season. Right. I finished 29-8. and 8. I mean, I, I mean, come on. Yeah. You can't get much. Beginner's luck, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you were smarter then. I mean, maybe I was. Maybe I hit my head one too many times since <laughs> season one. But, I mean, we'll see. That's That's coming up at the end of the episode. Stay tuned for that. To wrap up season five, um, before we get into it, I mean, the last couple of show drops, today is Thursday, that's when this episode will drop, and then just next Tuesday for the Thanksgiving episode, the episode will drop in the evening time, it'll be about 6pm, I can't give you real time because I have to edit it and right. see how it turns out of course, but it'll be on the evening of s- Tuesday, November 24th. Tuesday, November 24th. We look forward to that. Reach out to the Tony G Show at any time throughout the day on Twitter. I am at Tony G for days on Twitter. Will is at Willis5312. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think of the season. Let us know where you think we should go in Season 6. As always, we are open to feedback. And that is in order. Hit us up on Twitter. (laughs) SNC Radio. We're also affiliated with SNC Radio. Uh, Catch SNC Radio at SNCRadio.com. Search up and favorite SNC Radio on the Radio FX app to listen all throughout the day. (laughs) All right, take a deep breath. That was a mouthful. I've done that live read so many times in the mm-hmm. Tony G show. You got it down. It's just secondhand nature now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I act like I'm out of breath because it is a lot to say, but, you know. Don't ask me to do it because I won't. Uh, Will, do a live read for SNC Radio. Uh, yeah, I said I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, all right. My wow. show. Yeah, the Will M show. All right. What do you say we get into it one final time? Yeah, it sounds good. Well, one final time officially. Like, this is the last yeah. argument-based Tony G show we're going to have until we have Jason Thanksgiving episode to wrap up the season. I've had my two coffees, and I'm drinking my caffeinated water now, so I'm, like, ready to go. Still with the water, Joe. I mean, mm-hmm. you're still going with it. You, yeah. You are, you are loyal. I am. I give that to you. Tony G show. Tony G Nation, speaking of loyalty, loyal to the Tony G show. We appreciate you. Let's get it on. Episode number 14 of season five of the Tony G show. long enough break i mean just getting that last <laughs> bit of music in for right last time yeah doing a little more dancing this time yes i mean i gotta enjoy it i gotta savor it tony g exclusive take here i'm thinking about switching up that music next semester i got a couple songs i got a couple beats that i'm ready to play i think it's time we switch up uh, the flow of the tony g show i think you'll like it i think you'll like some of the music i got coming all right let's get into it tony g show Let's preview where the NFL and other sports, we'll get to the other sports after the NFL, let's preview where we think the NFL will be at by the time the Tony G Show returns in early to mid to maybe even late February. By that time, the Super Bowl will either be coming up or will have been played. The rest of the NFL playoffs will have already been played. The rest of the NFL season will have also already been played. So, let's preview what we think the division leaders and wild cards will look like by the time we come back. Remember, there's an extra wild card team in each division 
or, or not division, in each conference. There's another NFC wild card, and there's another AFC wild card. So, you like that? I, you know, I didn't, to be honest with you. There's no need for it. Right. I mean, the playoffs are interesting as it is. Yeah. Why why, why add another team to the mix? There's no need for that. Yeah, I feel like out of all the sports playoff structures, the NFL's is, like, most sound. At least in my right. opinion. I yeah, They obviously couldn't do, like, series of games in the NFL. I mean, that would just be brutal by the time the yeah, Super Bowl came around. Yeah, that would be ridiculous, but... But anyways, yeah, it's interesting. We'll have to see how it plays out this year. And another difference is only the one seed gets the bye week because the two seed has to play during wildcard week because of that extra wildcard. So, you, I mean, it really puts emphasis on getting the one seed. I didn't think it was necessary. I don't think – I mean, there was no need for that. I don't know right. who came up with that decision, and I don't I, – I know who approved it, but I don't know why they approved it. I think right. that's I, – I don't know. It's just adding another game to the mix when you didn't really need it and arguably letting a team that didn't deserve to get in. If there's any restructure that should have took place to the playoffs is what we're seeing right now in the NFC East. I mean, you shouldn't do it by divisions then. You should do best teams, best records, um, and then do certain tiebreakers, like you know who, who won in, in what game versus what opponent, right. to decide the, the playoff picture. I mean, there's no reason that the Eagles at 3-4-1 and one should be looking at a playoff, at no. a division win right now. I mean, you can win the division... For division rights, but that doesn't mean they get into the playoffs. That's what I think. I think, you know, it's a little outlandish to say that to win your division and not win the playoffs. But if your division's that bad and then you are also that bad, you're not going to contribute a good competitive game to the playoffs as it is anyways. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, obviously they, they crown a division champion every year. Right. But it would be, I think it would like kind of, that would be interesting to see like, you know, yeah, you're a division champion, but you're the worst of the best. Yeah. You know? I mean... Really? It's that's really just bragging are. rights. Or the best of the worst, sorry. It, it would really just be bragging rights, you know? Yeah. But that that's would be cool. That would that would add, like, another level right. to it. Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't understand why they haven't done that, but maybe it's a, a matter of tiebreaker well, I don't know why they're making switches as it is, though. I mean... Right. I don't... You know, I don't mean to cut you off there, but it's no, just... It, it frustrates me that the... You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. All right? right. I'm a little old-fashioned that way, I suppose you could say. But nonetheless, let's dive in. This is how I have the playoff picture coming out. The one seed will start in the AFC. We'll start. We'll start AFC. Mm-hmm. The one seed, I think, of course, is the Steelers. They're undefeated right now, nine and zero at the at the recording of this Tony G show. They're going to be the one seed. They're going to get the bye. The two seed, I think, is going to be the Chiefs out of the AFC West. They're eight and one, and I have a little note on the Chiefs and Tony G's picks it a week because they face. Let me pull it up here. They face the Raiders, and the Raiders are their only loss, the Chiefs. Remember earlier in the season, they beat them 40-32, to 32, so they would be 9-0 if it wasn't for that one well-played game by the Raiders. But they're going to be the number two seed. They will have to play in the first round of the playoffs. Then I think the three and four seeds are a little interchangeable, but out of the AFC South, I have the Titans, and out of the AFC East, I have the Bills. Those are your division winners, Steelers, Chiefs, Titans, Bills. And three and four can be interchangeable. The Steelers, they're obviously playing incredible football right now. But can I just read you off their their opponents? And I want to ask you if you think they've been truly tested. Go for it. So their first game of the season was against the Giants. Second was the Broncos. Then followed by Texans, Eagles, Browns, Titans, Ravens, Cowboys, and then the Bengals. See, but those two that you said there, read, read the last four. Titans, Ravens, Cowboys, Bengals. Titans, Ravens. That's a battle test to me. And they, oh. they narrowly beat the Ravens. I get it. but And they narrowly beat the Titans too, but it was... Right. But that's, I mean, that's those two, that's battle tests. That's two of their 
what, nine wins I just read I off right that. there? I get that, but I mean, look at some of the teams that don't have the record, but still play a competitive game. I mean, true. Giants are still kind of competitive. I don't think that game was very competitive, but remembering off the top of my head. But nonetheless, I think they're still a solid team. I like their wide receiver core. Big Ben is always as I mean, he he's going to be a comeback player of the year. He keeps winning this way. I mean, he has oh, his yeah. team nine and all, and he only played twenty minutes last year. I mean, right. So, so I I do like Pittsburgh. I you know the battle test thing. It's tough to say, yeah. But I think they've beat who they've had to beat in order to earn that credibility for me. I like in my personal opinion, like the rest of their schedule isn't that hard. I mean, they Read have it the for me. they have uh, after so they just played the Bengals. They're playing the the Jaguars this week. Followed by the Ravens, which is well, you know, they're a decent yeah, team. Another, yeah. And that's they got the, the Washington football team after that. Bills, which will be a, that'll be a game yeah. to watch. Um, then the Bengals, Colts, and then Browns again. Colts will also be a good game. That will be, but I think the Steelers, in my opinion, could be a potential for the bigger they are, the harder they fall kind of team. Sure, okay, I I, I could see that if there's if there is a team, and I would have liked to see them play the Chiefs this year. I mean, I think right. if there's a team that can knock them off, I think it'll definitely be Kansas City. Or any of those division winners, t- Titans or Bills. And they got Bills coming up, you said? Yeah, they have the Bills. Let's see or was here. was it the Titans? Because they beat one of the two, and then they're playing the other one. They have the Bills December 13th. Okay. So that'll be a good be, game. Yeah, that'll be... If there is a team that can knock them off, I think that would be it. I'd agree. Yeah. I'd totally agree. And, I, and by then, we could be looking at a totally different landscape of the NFL, too. I mean, a right. lot can change over three weeks. Right, right. So so you you have the Steelers as your as your favorite out of the AFC? Yeah. Who, who's your uh, who's your underdog? Well, the underdog is one of my wild cards here. I have we'll, we'll start at the top. We'll do uh, my number one wild card. I think is going to be the Colts. They're a very good team. They have a good defense this year. Mm-hmm. I think they will just get shortchanged by the Titans this year. I think it'll be a close, narrow miss. I was going back and forth: Titans, Colts, and who would win the division? Who would get the wild card? I think it's going to be Titans. Um, although I wouldn't be surprised at Colts. I think that's interchangeable as well. Mm-hmm. So they're my number one wild card. I like how they're playing behind Phillip Rivers. Remember, we did the quarterback spotlight on Phillip uh, earlier in season five, and, and it was a really good segment. I, I think he's a leader. Not elite anymore, but, I mean, still effective, still productive. Right. Then my number two wild card. My number two wild card, I have the Ravens. Ah, you know, I have the Raven. I think two and three are interchangeable. I'm still yeah. going back and forth now. I have, this is my sleeper. This is my wild card that I think a lot of people wouldn't expect. But as Will asked, I like the Raiders. I like the Raiders coming Raiders. into a playoff picture. I think they played well this year. They're sitting at, what, six and three this year. They've beaten the Chiefs. I think they have an impressive resume. They've gotten very competitive against some teams. I like them. To be either the number two or number three. I think that's interchangeable with the Ravens because the Ravens have a tougher schedule still coming up. They still play the Steelers once, and um, this Sunday, this upcoming weekend, they play the Titans. So they have a little tough schedule. I I like the Ravens Raiders interchangeably at two and three out of the AFC wildcard picture. Any disputes, Will? No, I just wanted to ask what like do you think the Ravens can make a push here? Do you think they're kind of uh fallen off since last season it's impressive because they have fallen off since last season a lot i think teams kind of got the scouting report on them now Mm -hmm. they know they know who the ravens are i mean there's no surprise anymore it's i mean it's lamar jackson that's that's who it is speaking of the madden curse yeah look at that turn i mean it's it's impressive 
And some of their losses, though, this year. I mean, last week in New England, the rain was really just pouring. I mean, right, that like was, that's you that can't, was, you can't you can't you can't plan, plan for that. For that. You can right. do wet you can do wet ball drills all you want, but to play in a monsoon like that on <laughs> Sunday night, I mean, it's tough. Have you played in a game like that before, Tony? I know in baseball you don't play in the rain, right? Baseball you don't. Um, but no, I've played in rain like that, and it's like it's not fun. Well, it is fun imagine. for like ten minutes, and then it's like all right. Yep. I'm wet. <laughs> and you're just soaking wet, and you're like, okay. Yeah. And the Get mud in the field, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But it played a factor, obviously, in oh, that yeah. game. Because the Ravens had a chance to go down and win it. I mean, they're down by six points. They need a touchdown to win. They have under a minute to do it. And that's an offense. I mean, it seemed like they knew they had no shot because of the rain, because of the wind. They couldn't throw the football. They couldn't really run the football. I mean, they couldn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, they dropped in a wide-open pass on fourth down. It was, you know. Yeah. And, and if it was if it, if it was clear skies, oh. that would have been a competitive game. It would have been a competitive drive, and I mean, could have the outcome of the game, and eventually the outcome of the playoff picture as well. So, right. I mean, who knows if it would have been clear skies in New England last Sunday night? But yeah, that's and that's my pick: I Colts, could, Raiders, Ravens, uh, the wild cards. And I could see the Ravens too, kind of coming out of nowhere in the playoffs. I mean, they're they've been very spotty this year. So, I mean, that they could be yeah. a team that could really inconsistent. be a sleeper too. Should we move to the NFC? Sounds good. The National Football Conference. National, what, 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 NFC, what does that stand for? National Football Conference? <laughs> well, well, it shoots me a look like, really, dude? What? Put me on the spot here. <laughs> what else could it be? Uh, national, is it Yeah, National, national Football League. Wait. Okay, conference. Nav- it's American Football Conference and then... Naysayer Football Conference? Uh, let's see here. Negative Nancy Football Conference? <laughs> Your middle name is Nancy, isn't it? No. It's a... <laughs> yeah, it's a National Football Conference. No. <laughs> Are you sure? I can't. No, yeah, it's definitely not. Will Nancy McCormick? No. It's Augustus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. At Augustus Media on Instagram. Good yep. follow. All right. Back on topic here. NFC North National Football Conference, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Let's move on here. NFC, NFC. Um, the number one seed I think is going to be the Packers, which is kind of a stretch. I mean, not a stretch, but like, well, it, it's going to be very. You know, I say that because I think you know they win football games, obviously. Right. But they're I mean, not. Like, the it's st- never convincing. No, and they're not the strongest team on this list, not even by a long shot. No, I like the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers are the the, the strongest team. But the Packers aren't the weakest either. Yes. I, you know, I think one or two interchangeably, and it's a big interchangeably because, remember, the one seed is the only one that gets the bye. Right. Two seed doesn't get it. So I think interchangeably it could be Buccaneers-Packers. Do you see... Um, Buccaneers coming out of the NFC South, by the way. I know we're not talking Packers-Buccaneers here, but if the Packers get the one seed and they get the bye, is that... Do you think that plays out favor- favorably for them and they can ride out ride out the playoffs? Yes, because they're injured. Mm. Always. Yeah. I mean, they're always injured. So I think that'll help them effectively. Buccaneers, too, I guess you could say, are a little banged up, but not overly. Um, but you know, I think anybody benefits. I, I don't really buy into this. You get a bye week in the playoffs, and now you haven't played for a week or two. You haven't. I don't buy that. I, I, I'm not a big advocate for that i think a football game is a football game you're either prepared or you're not it doesn't matter if you had the bye week it's not like baseball where like if you and that doesn't happen in baseball but i'd feel like if you'd sit for like two weeks without playing a game i mean that would severely affect some of the play because it's like baseball is definitely a game of like momentum and not that football isn't but 
taking a week off, I mean, it's not like, at least in football, it feels like that's not, it doesn't have as big of an effect. Well, because in baseball, you know, take a look at going into the World Series. I mean, it's a seven-game championship series, ALCS or NLCS, and then a seven-game World Series. So if one team, like say the ALCS, is one in four games, a clean sweep, this team goes to the World Series. Now the other team, the other series goes to seven games. Right. Now the other team's playing, 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 and that team that swept, you know, the four game, four out of seven games is now sitting there. They're waiting. Yep. They're, and I guess that goes, you know, their their pitchers are now rested. Whatever you want to, whatever you want to say, your mental rest. But right. I would agree it's different because in baseball you get on hot streaks, and that means a little more in baseball than it does in football. Because football you could run into a brick wall. Literally or figuratively at any moment in any week. So <laughs> uh, getting back to the playoff picture here, yeah, Packers, Buccaneers, interchangeable at one and two. Then I have the Cardinals out of the NFC West. I, you know I like the Cardinals. You know I like Kyler yeah. Murray. I think Kyler Murray's an MVP candidate for sure. He's my number two that I had in uh, – or, or number three. No, number two. Number three was Dalvin Cook. He was my number two pick for MVP in Tuesday's episode of uh, the Tony G Show. And then the four seed is going to be, of course, the NFC East team. I think it's going to be the Eagles, just because they're leading now. It's really a shot in the dark. Right. Uh, the Giants are three and seven. They've kind of come back, I guess you could say. They were the what? low ball team. They were like one and six, <laughs> caboose of the league, and now mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're went from back end to front end, rags to riches because they won two games and they're three and seven. So and I, I could see any any team coming out of the NFC East to just get beat in the first round, and I think it's I think it's the Eagles. Right, and this goes back to that discussion of the Eagles really should not be in the playoffs. I mean, whatever team ends up playing the Eagles, like, you know, knock on wood, but it's basically a tune-up game. Correct. You know? Correct. It is it, to it that same be, effect. Right. Yep. Like, it's a playoff game. You take it seriously, but I think it's a tune-up the four game. seed would get the one seed in the NFC wild card, and my one seed I have is the Rams. Rams, Eagles, Rams. Yeah, by a Rams. long shot. Even if it was Seahawks, Saints. I don't Seahawks, see the, Eagles, I, Seahawks. I don't Saints, really see Eagles, the Eagles. Saints. I can't see the Eagles beating any one of these teams. No, they just. I mean, they're not even in the same stratosphere. Maybe, maybe by luck they could, but no, I don't. See they that. out of all these teams, they're they're gonna they're gonna lose the fastest. Correct. In case you didn't pick it up, those were my three wild card teams out of the NFC: Rams, Seahawks, Saints. In order. I like the Rams, Seahawks. I think the, the Saints will struggle a little bit behind Jameis Winston now that Drew Brees is out uh, for the foreseeable future. There's a chance he could come back for the playoffs. But even even if not, it is Jameis Winston the rest of the way in the regular season, and I think that affects their outcome, especially in the division. But in the wild card as a whole, I have him as my number three team in the wild card. Who's your sleeper in, uh, in those wild card teams? That's a good question. I think the Rams, I think a lot of people underestimate the Rams ever since they've kind of struggled and been inconsistent since the Super Bowl year. You know, ever since then, they haven't really been the same Rams team to the same effect. I think they're a sleeper. I don't think people give enough weight to them as they should. Right. Um, That being said, I'm still not impressed with how they play football. I'm still not impressed. I mean, they beat the Seahawks, but the Seahawks have a terrible defense. Right. I yeah. mean, the Seahawks are only competitive because of their offense that they have with Russell Wilson, who is, by the way, was my honorable mention for MVP. In my opinion, they're kind of like the Packers, where they they win games, but they're not like super convincing. Like, they're kind of there right now, and that's how they've been for the last three seasons. It, yeah. Minus their Super Bowl run, whenever that was. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. After the Super Bowl run, yeah. Really. Tanked. Um, 
but like you said, the Seahawks have was the second worst or the worst defense in the, the league. The worst, the worst defense in the worst. league. So that I mean, defense wins championships. That's a known fact. Yep. The Saints without Drew Brees. I mean, if he comes back, maybe, but that's going to be a shot in the dark. Yeah. So I wouldn't put any money on that. Right. So that's the playoff picture. Um, I mean, let's skip ahead here to the Super Bowl. Just because there's only so much time allotted for the Tony G Show here on Apple, Google Podcasts, now Spotify as well. Uh, let's skip ahead to the Super Bowl, Will. Mm-hmm. I I am going to predict Chiefs go back to the Super Bowl. They're going to knock off the Steelers. Not by much. I think that game could go either way. I wouldn't be surprised with either outcome, but I think the Chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl again, and I think they're going to take on the Cardinals. Chiefs-Cardinals. Or it could be... Could be Steelers Cardinals, rematch of the Super Bowl 43, 44, 43, 44 was Saints Colts, 43 I think was Cardinals Steelers, or 42. One of those Super Bowls, it'll be a rematch of that Super Bowl. I say Cardinals, Cardinals Chiefs or Cardinals Steelers, but I say Cardinals Chiefs officially will. Any predictions? I'm not, I don't know if I can make a prediction on who's going to win the Super Bowl, but it's I'll, really early. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll say that I think as of right now, in terms of division, I think I could see the Chiefs playing the Steelers in the AFC Championship game. I think the Buccaneers will definitely make it into the NFC Championship. Yep. Whether they win, that's kind of be up to Tom Brady. And I could see them playing either the Rams or it's really going to depend on how the defense shapes up for Green Bay and how they sure. can uh, turn the season around because right now it's been looking abysmal. Um. So, I, I mean, I'm kind of between Buccaneers Packers yeah. and the Rams for the NFC. It's really going to be a shot in the dark. I also could see the Bills making a push too, but I'm I, I could as well. But I'm not totally sold on them yet either. So I like the the Colts as a as a sleeper. True, yeah. I do like their defense a lot. The Colts game this Sunday is getting picked for Tony G picks of the week. So I'll give you some numbers on them coming up uh, towards the back end of the Tony G show. But that's the playoff picture. My prediction: Chiefs over Cardinals. I'm going to say Chiefs are going to win it back to back years. I'll say, if I'm gonna make a pick, I'm gonna, I'll go with, I'm gonna go with the wild card. I'll go with the Bills. Bills are gonna win the Super Bowl, even though it does not go with my argument at all. I made two seconds ago. <laughs> I'm gonna pick the Bills to win it. Okay, I like it. A little Josh Allen love. I like that. I'd like to see somebody different. I'd really like to see Philip Rivers in there getting a ring. I'd like to see somebody different. I would. I would like to see. Yeah, I know. I I'd mean, like it's not see, gonna be the Patriots this year. No, I'd like to see Bills Buccaneers. Bills Buccaneers and the Bills beat them by like forty. 40? Yeah. Wow. I like it, Will. Big calls here on the Tony G Show. <laughs> uh, that's our football preview when we return for Season 6. What about some other sports? NBA? Uh, we won't talk about that too much. because Not we much got, going on. We got NBA uh, prediction. But not prediction. We got NBA breakdown coming up here, uh, Segment 2 of the Tony G Show. So we're not going to get too into that. But the season does begin December 22nd. Um, I, I don't think they've released a deadline for when players can opt out yet. And if they have, I'm unaware of what that is. But that date is coming, and I think it's going to be a little bit different of a season at this point mm-hmm. for the NBA. College football, I mean, it's in full swing. It's the teams we expect to be up there. I mean, Clemson's like Florida, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Alabama. I mean, it, it, there's no shockers there. I don't even know how to predict it. I mean, what it it's been a weird. Some teams like, have played two games, one. Some teams right. have played six. Sep. Like you look at you look at the Badgers and they looked really good their first week, and then they had a couple COVID cases, and it was like, oh man, they're gonna lose that momentum, and they come out and absolutely stomp Michigan. Yeah. By the way, we I don't even know if we've talked about that since we talked to Matt Swanson, nope. but sorry, Rub it Matt. In his fate. I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> 
right in his face, the poor cat. We can't, we had him on here, and we had to have him talk about oh. Michigan after a tough loss going into another weekend where they're going to play a tough game. They ended up losing poor Swan. I feel for you. <laughs> his, his Michigan Wolverines didn't get it done this season in football, but college basketball is coming up right around the corner. That starts November 25th. Games begin or are set to begin. That's their date that they're kind of shooting for. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know. I think I've heard December start time. I think I've heard a November start time. So I, I mean, it could go either way. No, everything's up in the air, of course, because coronavirus is still a thing and still having an impact. I do want to make a prediction though, and this has nothing to do with standings. This has nothing to do with AP polls or coaches polls. I think the college basketball is going to handle the COVID situation better than football. I think they've restructured a schedule, a season schedule for teams in a manner in which it's effective and efficient. I think they have done bubble-type atmospheres, I quote-unquote bubble-type atmospheres with, I mean, keeping students in a hotel separated from campus, going to classes online, a few colleges have. Every college is kind of doing it differently. I think it's efficient, and it it's all better than what college football is doing. College football right now, to me, is pathetic. I've talked about it multiple times on the Tony G Show. College football right now is pathetic with holding away the coronavirus. And, I mean, it's a tough situation. I don't want to put them on full blast here, but, you know, I mean, go back and listen to the arguments I've had about COVID in college football earlier this season. It's just, I mean, you can't do much about it, but there's certainly things you could do to prevent, to, to enhance your experience in the college football season. And I think they haven't done that. I think college basketball will be a little bit a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, well, I guess there's no real way of knowing, but it sounds like, at least for March Madness, and it, we'll probably get into this on our Thanksgiving special, but it sounds like they have a decent plan yeah. in place. So, I mean, it'll yep. be... It, it's one location, I think, they're yeah. going with for the entire thing. Which is, I, in my opinion, good. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's preventative, and you're taking steps. I mean, that's going to be in April. Yeah. March, April. I mean, the NBA bubble worked, like, practically flawlessly. Almost perfectly. I mean, there was a couple instances where players broke protocol and left here or there and were quarantined, but the amount of positive tests in the NBA bubble was, I think, very, very, very minimal. Yeah, and so, I mean, I'm kind of surprised other sports haven't, like, mimicked that, but I guess right. it's kind of hard to do it for other sports like baseball and football. But, I mean, out of all the uh, all the sports, I think NBA handled it the best. That's just my opinion. I would agree. But, I don't think there's much dispute there. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's where we think sports are going to be when season six returns and the Tony G show, we're at about the halfway mark now in this episode. So we'll, we'll switch arguments. We'll transition here at the halfway point and move on to the NBA officially. Again, season set to begin December 22nd. And there's a team out there that I want to talk about who realizes that their window is closing and that's the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they have. They've seen it on the horizon for the last season or so. Getting into the playoffs, getting deep into the playoffs, getting competitive into the playoffs, and never really putting it together. Not even getting to the NBA Finals, let alone winning it. And I think now is officially the time that they've sensed, we got to win here and now. The Milwaukee Bucks, like I said, with Giannis Antetokounmpo, in this last year of his contract, he's looking at... Uh, options. Some are speculating he's going to resign. Some are speculating he's going to hit free agency. Nonetheless, he's going to get a supermax wherever he decides to go. It's going to be pretty much his pick. And many people are thinking he's going to stay in Milwaukee. And I think it honestly all depends on how competitive they are this season. And that's what we've been saying for years. Mm-hmm. 
But I think if they're competitive now with some of the names they've added or have tried to add, it shows Giannis that they're still trying to win with him now and they like to re-sign. And whether they get it done or not is still yet to be seen. And whether that affects Giannis actually re-signing is yet to be seen. But I think it'll go a long way if they're competitive with some of the moves that they have made that we'll get into in a second. So, Tony G Nation, I'm going to need you to follow along big time here. Will, I'm going to mm-hmm. need you to, because I don't know if I'm going to be able to follow myself. <laughs> I'm going to be throwing a lot of names out at you here. You miss argument. I'm going to be throwing a lot of numbers out at you. So, try to follow along big time. Put your listening ears on, because here we go. Yesterday was the draft in the NBA. Before the draft ever happened, the Bucks acquired the number 40, 45 pick, second rounder, and... They gave up a couple future second-round picks. It's kind of weird, their draft situation, because it's all up in the air. I mean, to be completely honest, I mean, the the draft system and trades in the NBA are so different than it's football and, very and, and weird. baseball. It's very weird. Because trades can be... This team is going to pick this player and is going to go immediately to this team if this team wants it because of a trade that went through. It's It's all weird. It's all... A different situation, but the Bucks acquired the number forty-five pick yesterday. Um, we'll get to that pick in a second or two. And like I said, they gave up a couple future second-round picks for that as well because they had to get a draft pick because they traded. There were trades going on throughout the entire week leading into this draft. So we'll get into those trades as well. Who went where and what draft picks floated to this team and that team? But yesterday in the draft. The Bucks drafted at, what was it, 24? The Bucks drafted at 24, and they took R.J. Hampton. But he is reportedly going to get traded to the Nuggets after first being dealt to the Pelicans. You see what's going on here? Me neither. <laughs> I mean, the draft, the, the drafting and trading system in the NBA is so articulate and so particular with trades and how they were conducted that R.J. Hampton was drafted by the Bucks, but he's not going to be a Buck. So he's going to be a Nugget. But that draft pick belonged to the Pelicans, and the Pelicans gave that draft pick to... Yeah, that's very... I mean, connect like, I, the dots here. I'd like to ask him like what his emotions were like during that time, because, I mean... He had to put the Bucks hat on, right? but he's not going to be a, a buck. Yeah, like... What? It seems a little bit weird. Well, I mean, and I'm, I'm, scro- I'm scrolling through the NBA draft results, the full two rounds, 60 picks. And just about every single one in the second round and a few in the first round, reportedly traded to the Timberwolves, reportedly traded to the Knicks, reportedly traded to the Grizzlies, reportedly traded... <laughs> right. I mean, it's all just kind of up in the air. So, it, I mean, just to give you a perspective of how fluid the draft picks are in the NBA. Nonetheless, though, someone who is going to be a buck is who they drafted 45th overall with, with that pick that they acquired yesterday before the draft, Jordan Nuora. He is a... Uh, the Pelicans actually drafted Sam Merrill 60th, and he would become the Bucks as well. I want to get that off the table before we continue with Jordan Nora. Again, Sam Merrill is going to be a Buck. Apparently, drafted 60th overall by the Pelicans, but was connect traded. the dots. He's he's coming here, right? And apparently, Jordan Nora was actually a a pretty good sleeper pick. Yes. People are really really pleased with this pick, yes. especially at the 45th pick overall. I mean, that's they got a lot of value out of this, and I mean. He probably could be in the G League for a while, but honestly, I could see him working his way up, especially if, and we'll get into it, some of these trades and the way they work out. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do with their picks, and I'm kind of excited to see Jordan Norma play out for the Bucks. Yeah, and there's a chance he could be, land on the roster now. I don't know how they're doing all that with right. the COVID. And, I, I don't know. I don't know. His, his future is yet to be seen, of course. Nonetheless, Jordan Norma is a power forward 
out of Louisville, he averaged 18 points, 7.7, 7.5 to 8 rebounds per game, as well as a assist per game, one almost 1.5 one assists per game. He is 6'8", 225, a big, a big dude, power forward, a wingspan of 6'10". A wingspan of six foot ten and a half. The dude's gonna fly away at some point. <laughs> Jordan Noir, again the power forward out of Louisville, coming to the Bucks, drafted forty fifth overall. So again, I mentioned the sixtieth pick. Uh, the Pelicans drafted Sam Merrill. He's gonna become a member of the Bucks because of trades that gone through, that have gone through. I don't know if it was this exact trade or a one prior, but there is a couple trades that gone through that the Bucks tried to make happen. I think succeeded on one, didn't succeed on the other. Monday night, it was Monday night, right? Yeah, Monday yeah. night. Or Tuesday night, one of the two. I don't remember. My my head was in such a spin after I heard it anyways. Well, it must have been Tuesday night because I don't even know if we talked about it on, on Tuesday. or must have been Tuesday. Yeah, on Tuesday's show, the Tony G Show. must have right. been Tuesday. Oh, no, I think it was Monday because I had the chance to talk about it. It happened at some point this week. <laughs> Nonetheless, you remember having, when we had our NBA expert, uh, Jamile Brantley, on the show? I do. We talked about where Drew Holiday could end up. He said he mentioned the the Nets. I really like that pick. I mentioned the Hornets, and he ended up being traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. And didn't he say he would? That's kind of where he wanted him to go the most. Yeah, we started talking a little bit about what that outcome would look like if he was wearing a Bucks uniform. Yeah, yep. And it, and it ended up happening. The Bucks did have to give up a little bit for it, though. They get Drew Holiday, point guard from the Pelicans. Pelicans are going to receive Eric Bledsoe. Remember, that's almost like a straight swap. Mm-hmm. And Eric Bledsoe doesn't show up in the playoffs, so I don't mind that one bit. He had to be dealt. George Hill, a guy off the bench. I really liked him. Sad to see him go, but, I mean, it it's the price for Drew Holiday. As well as, I heard many different reports on this, so I can't guarantee that this is the official trade. I don't know if it's officially right. gone through. And three future first-round picks to the New Orleans Pelicans. And I think one of them was just yesterday. That pick of R.J. Hampton. You know, a lot of Bucks fans, I think, are going to be really mad about it as well. Three picks, that's a lot, plus two players. You know, five five guys for one point guard, that seems like a lot of uh, value being thrown away by the organization. But like Tony's probably going to say, I mean, they're looking for results now. Immediate results. Now. now. and They want to win now. And Bledsoe's a good player. I really like Bledsoe. I've never, you know, had any bad opinions of him. And same with George Hill, but... Um, the three picks is kind of a big deal. At least when I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, they gave up way too much. And then after I was thinking about it, it's like, how often do they hit on a Giannis in the draft? Honestly. I mean, yeah. How often is that? Is a player like of his caliber picked? I mean, they don't usually land a Giannis, but they land like a Dante or they land like a... Right. Know, I mean, they, but it, if depends, it depends. But it if depends. that's what it, what it takes to keep Giannis around... Or at least win with him while he's here. Right. That's worth it. That's worth everything. Yeah. Because Giannis is worth, in my opinion, I mean, if they're going to trade Giannis, I'd want like six first-round picks. Yeah. Well, I mean, Or like yeah. seven, plus a couple players. Or a hundred. Uh, the, <laughs> the three first-round picks, there was number 24 yesterday. I remember I told you, RJ Hampton, but now he's a nugget. He got him. For, I don't know the whole situation here. I didn't dive into it that in-depth. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know. You I, don't do your homework. I don't like headaches. So, I, I, you know, I'm notorious for doing my homework. Tony G. But I just don't like headaches, so I didn't, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how it all worked there. Nonetheless, there's that pick, 2020, yesterday's pick, a, a pick in 2024 and 2026 because of the picks that Bucks owe Cleveland in 2022, so they couldn't give them any 2022 picks. <laughs> okay, 
Well, then after that pick went down, Drew Holiday to Milwaukee. The Bucks made another trade here, but this one's a little more interesting. They go out and they they get quotations around get Bogdan Bogdanovich. Say that ten times in a row. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Will's not even trying. He's just I'm shaking no. his head. Nope. Throwback to try me trying to pronounce some Yankees players' names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> so the Bucks are going to get him again. Quotations around get him and Justin James, both shooting guards, small forward type players. And the Sacramento Kings are going to get, that's the other team involved in this trade. That's where Bogdan and Justin James are coming from. And the Sacramento Kings are going to get DJ Wilson, Dante DiVincenzo, and Ursan Ilyasova. And that would have really hurt, and I say would have for reasons that I'll explain in a minute here. That would have really hurt because I really like Dante. I've been a fan of his ever since they drafted him out of Villanova. I think he's Mm -hmm. a really good defender. And then I also like Ursan off the bench. He's always a reliable three-point shot. Actually, Will, he's fifth all-time. In Bucks three pointers made at five hundred thirty six fifth wow. all time or son. He's so. been on the Bucks three separate times too. Yes, yep. He's had a lot of stays here in Milwaukee, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it would have been sad to see him go. So here's what happened: this trade gets done the same night. I suppose now it's the morning of Drew Holiday's trade, where he's going to come from New Orleans, the Pelicans, to Milwaukee, and this trade goes through later on that night. Again, like I said, the morning. Bogdan Bucks Sacramento Kings. For the pair of, of players off the bench. Or Dante's a starter, I shouldn't say off the bench. And then it comes out sometime yesterday. This is Wednesday, day of the NBA draft. Sometime in the afternoon, in the evening, Bogdan says, I never agreed to go to Milwaukee. And now you think immediately, does a player even have that right? Does, does he even... Right. Bogdan Bogdanovich is 28 years old. And he's a restricted free agent after this season. So here's the deal. He had a qualifying offer that was offered from Sacramento, the Sacramento Kings. You hear that in football, baseball especially. There's a lot of qualifying offers out there. Basketball, it's the same thing. Sacramento Kings gave him a qualifying offer for his last year in Sacramento in his contract. And he hasn't accepted that yet. And while that con- contract situation is still up in the air, they trade him to Milwaukee. So that contract or that qualifying offer now becomes property of the Milwaukee Bucks, but Bogdan never agreed to that qualifying offer. So he he doesn't have to go to Milwaukee because that he could still opt out of that contract. Now, granted, he still is a restricted free agent. He's not unrestricted. He is restricted at the end of this year. So I think what happens now is he either stays in Sacramento or... He becomes a free agent, restricted free agent. The restrictions on free agency in the NBA, I'm not very keen on. Yeah. Not like I, mean, I am in baseball or, or football. But that's the situation. He said, I'm not going to go to Milwaukee, which surprised a lot of people because reports are that him and Giannis are friends. So this this could still happen for Milwaukee. They could still go out and get bogged down, but I think it would be out of free agency. I think that's all that would work. In my opinion, I, I would rather see that. I mean... DJ Wilson, I'm like, you know, whatever. He's good, but right, yeah. he's not a game changer, especially no. coming off the bench. I think losing DiVincenzo would be huge. I mean, basically the Bucks yeah. would be giving up two of their really good bench players. I mean, I, I, DiVincenzo's even been playing a lot of starting minutes, too. If Bogdanovich is that good of a shooter, then maybe that's worth it. But I think, I mean, you really got to, if you're paying Middleton as much money as he's getting, I mean, he's really got to give some production and, like, to go get somebody to... I think he is, and I think he's going right, to. But right. I get what you're saying. But, like, is it worth it giving up your whole bench? 
Yeah. You know, and, and if they can get him for cheaper, then great. That's well, that, awesome. That would have made room for um, draft picks that they just got Jordan Wara. True. On the bench, Very true. too. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays right. out. I mean, obviously they have to make some changes and they're going all out. And some of the effects now. Now I'm going to get a little, uh, what's our generation, Gen Z? I'm going to get a little bit of a millennial mm-hmm. take here. But the effects that this trade has now, not going through, I heard that Dante DiVincenzo was liking some tweets, begging the Bucks for trading him. So now there might be some oh, bad blood on. between Dante and Milwaukee. And it's just, it, I'm afraid it's going to get a little ugly over there for the Bucks. So, I mean, we'll see the effects. They did get their, their guy in Drew Holiday, 30 years old, in Milwaukee for this season and next season until 2022 when he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Bogdan, I don't know what that situation's like here. But Justin James, who also would have came over in that Bogdan trade, a restricted free agent after 2022 because he's only 23. End of the story. Bucks are trying to win now. It's obvious. And I think it all plays part in them trying to re-sign Giannis. If they win a championship this year, I think Giannis will re-sign. No doubt. I think he's going to re-sign if they make a push even. Yeah. Honestly. Okay, sure. Yeah. If and, they get competitive, yes. And honestly, like I've heard, and I can't give any credible, I can't give any sources for this, but I've heard that Giannis is very pleased with the Bucks and going out and making moves. Yeah. Um. Again, and I, who wouldn't be right? And like, especially trying to get his friend Bogdan after years of signing his brothers to contracts. Right. Like they've been friendly to him. I think it's like a very good thing the Bucks are taking this seriously, being like, yeah, like they're not calling his bluff. They're gonna do what he wants because they want to keep him. And if, right. if that works out, like all of this is worth it. I would agree, and I'd love to discuss this more. I think this is a good discussion we got going here. And it just comes out now, this is breaking news on the Tony G Show via ESPN, that Warriors all-star guard Clay Thompson has officially suffered a season-ending Achilles tear. Wow. After he just spent time being injured as well. That just came out officially via ESPN. It just kind of plays into the NBA discussion we're having. So, unfortunate situation there out of the NBA. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I'd love to continue discussing this. We're having a good talk about it. I'd like to continue talking the effects, but... We have to move on to the Tony G Show. I mean, we only have so much time. So let us know what you think. Uh, Tony G Nation at Tony G for days on Twitter at Willis5312 on Twitter. Let us know what you think about this take. Uh, let's move on, Well, One final time. Wipe the tears out of your eyes. I got it as well. <laughs> one final time this season until season seven. Tony G picks at a week. Let's get it. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Yeah, there you go. That's fun to say. Kristaps Porzingis. Antetokounmpo. Can we just get a team of, like, really hard to pronounce <laughs> names? And so it's like, yes. we just give the yes. announcers a tough time. Yep. Um, Debrickashaw Ferguson. <laughs> Debrickashaw. Antetokounmpo passes it to Bogdanovich. No oh, boy. Bogdanovich dumps it off to Ilya Slova. Ilya Slova. Is that right? No, Ilyasova. 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 Slovenia. <laughs> no, no, no. Kristaps Porzingis to... Dang, well, give me another hard name. Uh, to Tuatunga Bailoa. Alright, we're mixing it up here. Yo, one final time. Tony G picks it a week this season. I'm 16 and 14 coming in this week. Remember, I was back-to-back. Four and one weeks. So I was eight and two in my last ten. Then I hit a brick wall. Two and three, and two and three in my last two weeks of picks. Now here I sit, 16 and 14. 
The stage is literally set. I have to win three games to stay over 500. So my life depends on these five picks. My credibility is at stake here, Will. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. I don't either. Thursday night, Cardinals 6-3 and three at Seahawks 6-3. and three. Good game. I don't make it easy on myself in Tony G Picks of the Week. You know that. But remember, I picked in uh, Tony G Picks of the Week last time these two played. I picked the Cardinals as an upset. I'm doing it again. I like the Cardinals. I don't like the Seahawks defense. Very bad secondary. Russell kind of has to stretch and do everything himself. I like the Cardinals. I like Kyler Murray. That is my first pick Thursday night. Cardinals over the Seahawks. Sunday noon game. Good game here. Titans 6-3. Ravens 6-3. Ravens are the favorites in this matchup. But I did some research. You know, we talked about homework. Tony G does his homework earlier in the episode. I don't do my homework well. Listen to that. The Ravens have the easiest strength of schedule in the NFL. 32. I'm not saying their 6-3 is a fluke. I'm just saying they aren't going to win Sunday. Tennessee is going to win. Remember the last meeting these two had? Tennessee won 28-12 in the playoffs. I think they have Lamar Jackson figured out in Baltimore. I like the Titans. Sunday, 3-30. Packers 7-2. Colts 6-3. Colts are the favorites at home. The Packers are unimpressive versus the one-win uh, Jaguars that they had at home last Sunday. I didn't like their... I, I didn't like how they played at all. They're a little banged up as well, and the Colts have the number one defense. Will McCormick, I'm going to pick the Colts in this game. 3.30, I'm going to pick them over the Packers. That hurt. Sunday night, Chiefs 8-1, Raiders 6-3. The Chiefs' only loss this year have come to the Raiders. Remember that 40-32 game I mentioned earlier? Mm-hmm. The Raiders, their last two wins, however, have been against teams with a combined 5-13 and record. The 2-7 and seven Chargers... The 3-6 Broncos, I'm taking the Chiefs on Sunday night. I think it'll be a good game. I like the Raiders as one of my wildcard teams, so I'm picking the Chiefs on Sunday night. Monday night, Rams 6-3, Buccaneers 7-3. I've really jumped on the Buccaneers bandwagon as of late in Monday night, specifically against the Rams. Rams are 6-3. They're always uh, very competitive. I'm going to take the Buccaneers, however, in uh, Monday night. So that's those are my picks. My ride-or-die picks, these are very big picks. Some 16 and 14 coming into this week. I got Cardinals, Titans, Colts, Chiefs, and Buccaneers. I like it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm hoping one of them's wrong. How about but... 21 and 14? No, not a... 21 and 14, that'd be very impressive. I'd rather do 23 and 15, but... You know what, Will? Do Will M picks of the week, then. You will have to do that. Who's better off next season? Mm, two seasons from now. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea. A little competitiveness. I mean, I'm very competitive against myself here as it is. Right. I mean, I'm beating myself up. Doing time trials. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> doing a three-cone drill on myself trying to pick these games. But, I mean, nonetheless, we'll, we'll end her here. Final argumented episode of the Tony G Show for season five. Next Tuesday is our Thanksgiving episode with Jason Finder, sports guru, who's always gracious enough to be with us. Any final words, Will? No. The peace is being held by McCormick over there. Mm-hmm. Excited for next week, Tuesday. It'll be fun. Yep. We'll wrap up season five then. For Will McCormick, I'm Tony G. We'll see you then. This is another episode of the Tony G Show. Thanks for tuning in.